Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do Or you just need something fun to listen to Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the Southside We're listening to the Southside Pod Looking for the best Southside breweries Or you might just need an awesome place to eat Green, Blue Island, Beverly, pay listen, all sub to your tuned in to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oak Lawn, Midlothian, Oak Forest, Chicago Ridge, Flossmore, and Bridgeview, you're listening to Southside Pod! I turned 45 this week. Happy birthday! Thank you. 45, that's a, that's a big one. Halfway to 90. That's how I look at everything Halfway now. Halfway to 90. I always look at it now and I go, am I past the halfway point or will I make it to 90? Uh, you've been past the halfway point. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't want to break terrible news to you, but... Listen. Yeah? All the nudies live uh-huh. way into their 90s. Right, right. Okay, my dad's got two. He's got an aunt and uncle. One of them's still alive at 103, his aunt. His uncle went to 102. My grandfather was like the one that died young at 91. I mean, it's so you're like not a, even halfway yet. Though. Yeah, if if I go where that gene pool is, yeah, I should make. If I go where my mother's gene pool is, I'm past the halfway point. Okay, so you don't know. You're right in the middle. Yeah, and we don't know. It's kind of a crapshoot. We'll see. But that's how I do everything now. Whenever I have a birthday, I go halfway to this. Yeah. I, am I at? The, am I in the downslope? I feel like at this point, this is that midway point. I always looked yeah. at like my grandfather and the other people in that family. And I was like, 90s realistic in that family. But I'm going to be old, decrepit at that point. Yeah. And I would think that this is at least, I'm here now. This is it. Halfway. Time to go out and have my fun. I should disappear into Vegas for like three weeks. <laughs> like Nicolas Cage. Get into some trouble. Come home. Take a nice warm shower. Wash the sin off of me. And be like, that was right. my halfway point, I think. Yeah. You think my wife would go for that? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. On the line with me right now, you may know him from many different radio stations around Chicagoland, XRT, WGN, and Q101 back before they were WKQX, and now recently our Q101 again, James Van Azelon with us. How are you, James? Mount Greenwood, Evergreen, Blue Island, Beverly, Palos, and Alsip, too. <laughs> I, I'm so glad to be on your show, but here's the thing, Chris Lanuti of Southside Pod. I, you have this bar. You have people sitting around microphones in your basement. Why are we doing this on Zoom? Why am I not? Well, why am I not sitting in front of the nine foot bar? You should have come over. What the you heck? didn't invite me. I thought that when I said it, it was like we could do it like here. I, you're just such a busy guy. I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to get in the way of JVO's uh, vibe and what he's doing. This, this is Southside Pod. <laughs> this isn't some amateur show. This is legit. I would try. I'd spend some time with Ellen Cromwell while in the area. I, oh. I would do whatever. Oh man. Okay. Next time, JVO. Next time. I screwed up. I, it's all my fault. I, you know. And what's funny is we had on some of the other uh, podcast <laughs> here on the broadcast basement on demand radio network. I've had three different. <laughs> people at the bar today i just thought that you wouldn't be able to make it down here i don't know i mean i'm look i i may have done like a little bit of radio in my day but you were on here in chicago in multiple spots to me you're big time i didn't want <laughs> i didn't want to make you think you had to come here to my bar see i didn't know i, I thought maybe there's a south side thing like everyone on the south side assumes that people who live north of congress parkway don't want to go to the south side that is kind of true <laughs> 
there might be a little there might be a little bit of truth to that. That's okay. possible. That's possible. Okay. Before I get into this event that I'm going to be doing um, that you set up and I'm really interested in, that's one of the reasons I got you on. I got to get your reaction here. WKQX got Q101 back. Question number. I wish we'd recorded this a week ago. Yeah. What do you think about this? Because like I think you did like a whole special at some point where you did this big podcast and I've seen it where you have all the people who used to be on Q101 and you're basically like, it's gone, whatever. And I don't think most people even realize that it was. I think most people just didn't understand why they never said Q101 on that station, but it's back now. What, what was your reaction when you saw that? Well, all right. A couple of things. The episode you're referencing was episode 700 of my podcast, Carcon Carney. And I had 16 former employees. I, I wanted to do something big for the anniversary episode. 700 was a big number. So I figured the easiest thing for me to do by myself, I'm a one-man show, just invite a bunch of friends and have them you know, check in through the night. I figured we could trade dumb radio stories. And it, it, for the most part, it worked out. Um, I worked at Cumulus Media for six-ish years. And in the time I was there, which ended as recently as last August, August 2021, there were plans, hopes, aspirations to buy the Q101 intellectual property from the owner, a guy named Matt Dubiel. I know that was in the works. That was something aspirational, something they were hoping for. So this was in no way, shape, or form a surprise to me. I know this is something that they've been trying to do for a while. Um, I, I think it's a, a really smart move. I, I think it, the brand 101 WKQX never took off. That, that was... It was a non-starter. It, it was awkward to say. It was awkward to print. Um, I, I think it was a tough brand. I think them buying Q101 is a great strategic move if, if they execute correctly. The people who buy Radio Time, the, the advertisers, the agencies, those are people who are probably 35 to 54 years old, people who've been in the market for a long time, people who understand what Q101 is, and people who will be more receptive to sales pitches. Hey, we want to pitch you on sponsorship for Jamboree. We want your beer to be the title sponsor of our Twisted show. I think that goes a lot further than we're 101 WKQX. We'd like you to uh, sponsor night two of the nights we stole Christmas. It'll happen on a Tuesday night of the air. No, I I think Q101 (laughs) has so much more, even though it's been off the air for 10 years, um, I I think it has so much more mojo than 101 WKQX ever got. There's a lot more goodwill behind that brand. So it strategically makes a lot of sense. We'll have to see what they do with it. Um, I, I thought the launch could have been bigger and more shocking off, but they've got a plan. I don't work there anymore. I'm out of radio. We'll see what they do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I knew about it first because I had somebody that I knew at the Weezer show. In fact, Mike, who's on Southside pod mm-hmm. was at the Weezer show that they announced it at. Like, that's how I found out. Cause he sent me a text with like a picture from the crowd. So that's how the launch went for me. Well, it leaked like three or four weeks before. Did it? I didn't even know. See, uh, you see, I'm 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 45. I do podcasts in my basement. I, I I'm obviously not hip anymore. Well, you know, radio people are terrible at keeping <laughs> secrets. Just <laughs> just terrible at it. Uh, it leaked by it was leaked by one of the radio trades, and then local media columnist Robert Feeder wrote about it um, mid-April, and so it just it's been out there for a while. So for oh, I would imagine some people in the crowd is like, oh, okay, finally, here we go. All right. Well, you heard about it last on Southside Pod. (laughs) JV 
CEO is going to rejoin us later in the show. I am doing an event with him on the 21st of this month in which he's actually interviewing me on stage in front of a crowd. I'll explain why. It's now time for your Southside Pod Word on the Street, brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard. Cool Clouds wants to help you. Premium vapor products and e-liquids and also some CBD products as well. A convenient tester bar. Go visit them at 3837 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park or visit coolcloudsvapor.com. In Palos Heights, their farmer's market is back. It goes from 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. each and every Wednesday, 12217 South Harlem Avenue. Evergreen Park has theirs right around the same hours, if I'm not mistaken, on Thursdays, Yukich Field, 89th and Kedzie. Evergreen Park High School is going to be retiring the number of former White Sox pitcher, and I think he actually pitched for the Cubs for a very short time, like a couple of games. Don Paul, that's coming up on Monday the 16th at 6 p.m. Out in Lamont, Pollyanna Brewing Company. We're going to be there in a couple of weeks. We're going to be checking out the brand new patio this Friday night, the 13th of May from 5 to 8 p.m. They are pairing up food with beer. How can you go wrong with that? Pollyanna is located at 431 Talcott in Lamont. Earlier this week on Tuesday evening, a road rage incident left somebody shot in Oak Lawn. Worst thing about getting shot in Oak Lawn or whenever anything bad happens in Oak Lawn, the bad guy can jump on 294 and run. Police are still looking for the offender. You read the story though, this starts as an argument that ends up with one guy getting out of his car, walking towards another car, then he gets shot. Look, I consider myself to be tough, but even I don't get out of the car when I'm yelling with somebody on the road. That said, our thoughts are with the victim, shot at 107th and Cicero in the Fannie Mae parking lot. Let's get to some better news. The Windy City Thunderbolts open up the day this episode comes out. The first 500 fans, 21 and over on opening night, complimentary pint glass, courtesy of Lakeshore Beverage. Friday night, the 13th, they got fireworks. Family Sundays are back on Sunday. And every Wednesday and Sunday is Military Appreciation Day. Any veteran or active military member gets two tickets to the game. Just walk up to the box office, show your military ID, you're in. You're looking for something else to do this weekend? Saturday, the 14th, Jim Bruno plays a bunch of folk festivals and European tours. He is going to be performing with some friends at Blue Island Beer Company. This is Southside Pod. I mean, what what was the point where you started feeling like you were old? Because I don't feel old. That's the thing. That's weird about, I don't, I don't, I still don't think that I'm as old as what I thought my dad was at 45. Like, I remember my dad was 45. I was like, he's an old guy. I don't feel old, but I think my, I have young kids that keep me young, like, I think we talked about this before where I feel younger because like I'm hanging out with people like that are my kids age is like, but the parents are like 30, right? you know, so, cause we started a little bit later. So they keep me young by, you know, feeling that way. But as far as like feeling old, like physically, honestly, after 40, like you start, you know, making sounds, getting up from the couch and things hurt. Oh gosh. When it, when it starts some, raining. You want to hear what I'm you dealing know? with this week? <laughs> it's ridiculous. You want to know what I'm dealing with this week? Oh yeah. What? Weird rash on my ankle. Mm. No idea where that came from. Oh wow. I've decided it's MRSA and I'll be dead by the end of the sure, week. Sure. Yeah. Right. Cause that's where I go with everything. Right. All right. I have a weird 
circular rash well, underneath you didn't my WebMD ankle. it, did you? Oh, no, I'm not okay. even going near that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I got like little right. spider eggs in my skin or something right. like that. We'll be hatch. sending your neighbor's text messages. I, I already freaked myself out because I, I like I walked down the block. I went up the street to go get something, came back. Whenever it's nice, I try to walk now because, okay. of course, I'm 45 and I'm going to die any day right. now. So, I mean, right. this is Walking's what I do. a pastime at 45. walk and like, keep myself healthy. So I get home and, you know, after you use a muscle, sometimes they, they kind of, you know, vibrate or move up and down or whatever like that because your body's like yeah and so i'm looking and like the little part where the rash was was moving and i'm like is it alive no but it was just because it was over a muscle after i'd walked and so like there was a little twitch you were like infected by like venom any minute now it's just gonna like pop out so it was gonna pop (laughs) out (laughs) run across the floor (laughs) oh my god catch it (laughs) oh you gotta catch that (laughs) You got to catch that or it spreads. (laughs) I've seen aliens and I'm trying to figure out where I got it from. So I stepped in a puddle. Were you in a, oh no, there it is. In a parking lot. Where was the puddle? It was in Blue Island. It was a Blue Island puddle. Like I like Blue Island, but Blue Island probably has some weird puddles. Right. You know, I'm not saying Blue Island's dirty by any means. Okay. We, We had the mayor on last week. I said, how do you keep Blue Island weird? And he laughed and he goes, we do this to keep Blue Island weird. Like, they know. Sure. Blue Island knows what they are. Yeah. That's why I go to Blue Island. I have a blast in Blue Island. Right. Okay? They're my people. These are my people. My wife's from Wheeling, West Virginia. She says, this looks like home. It's <laughs> not meant to be an insult, but that's what she feels like. Okay? But, like, I stepped in a Blue Island puddle and now I have a rash. You might want to There's a lot of trains. There's a lot of bridges. There's a lot of runoff from right. factories. Like, yeah. what did I step in? And that's what you, I'm concerned about. You better about. go get that checked out. You think so? Absolutely. I'm gonna. I won't even have a foot by the next show. I'll be like, yo. So I'm gonna start off the next show. Welcome into Southside Pod. So I got one foot. I got one foot. I'm just gonna throw that away yeah. like a line and go right into the interview. That's how I'll do it next week. That's it. You don't have, don't, <laughs> don't explain anymore. <laughs> I have a confession to make. It's true. And I'm guessing you have done the same thing. Put more time into thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for your retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, I agree with you. And I want to help you out. I've got a local, experienced, down-to-earth guy who's a friend of this show. He's got a get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values. And he's been around for over 20 years right here on the South Side. His name is Tom Walsh. He's located on the corner of 111th and Kedzie, and he's waiting for your call. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call someone who's invested in your success. Reach out to Tom now, 773-779-0023, or pop in at the office right on 111th and Kedzie. Tell them we sent you. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. Over the last couple of months, over the last year or so, when Southside Pod is out and about somewhere on the South Side, one of the things we always hear is, how do you guys do that? What would it be like if I started a podcast? It sounds like so much fun. I mean, sure, they ask, how do you listen? And if this is the first time you've ever listened to Southside Pod, it's on every podcast player you can think of. You can tell Alexa, hey, play Southside Pod. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You go to Spotify. You can go to iHeartRadio. You go to the website, southsidepod.com, and like a million options pop up. If you know of a podcast service that we're not on, go to southsidepod.com, leave us a voicemail, send us a message, do that for anything, but tell us for sure if you found something we're not on and we'll get on it. That said, let's bring James Van Osdell back in here. You are launching Chicago Podcast Day, and it's interesting, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, 
This came from you looking at podcaster events and, and saying, wow, this is overpriced. Like you have to pay a ton of money to basically go sit with a bunch of other people and listen to successful podcasters uh, feel good about themselves. And you wanted to put something together for like the common people to try to figure out how to do what podcasters do. Well, that's it. And I'll just add a little to that. Podcasting is a solitary exercise. People who podcast don't generally do it in groups. So the idea of going to a podcast conference by oneself and spending thousands of dollars to do it just doesn't, it doesn't sit right. So I I was curious, I I want to expand my knowledge. I want to expand my reach. I've been podcasting, you know, for 15 or 16 years. I I keep wanting to do better. This is something I've gone all in on. I, I believe in the medium. I want more people to be part of the medium. So I was researching this podcast conference, which has kind of raised its hand as the premier podcast conference in in America. It's called Podcast Movement. And they do two conferences annually. And I know people have gone there and they do panels and they have presentations and keynotes. And it's a a very successful thing. And I thought, well, maybe it's time I go to one of these things. So I started looking into the Los Angeles podcast movement that was happening in March. And I'm like, if if I can price this okay, I can make a case for it. So I started pricing it out. I, I forgot what the, the actual badge cost was, but maybe it was, let's say it was $300. For hotel for four nights, $200 a night with the special package deal, that doesn't include all the taxes and fees that go with the hotel. So let's say somewhere between $800 and $1,000 to stay at a hotel. Airfare, I couldn't get around trip for less than 500 bucks. Then I started thinking about ground transport, food, beverage, everything else. I'm like, this is going to send me back $2,500, $3,500. Oh yeah. Especially if you're a drinker like me, the beverage right. cost is going to go through the roof out there. Or should we in Los Angeles liquor prices? I mean, this isn't the corner <laughs> tap serving you old style. This, this is, I used to, I used to broadcast in Bakersfield. And when I get to LA every once in a while on a weekend, I go, Oh, Oh, I got to get back to Baco. Yeah. Too rich for my blood. <laughs> so I, I started thinking, well, maybe this isn't for me. This is, I, I certainly, I can't, conjure up that kind of money to just go there recreationally. And as I did more research, I'm like, oh, Will Ferrell is one of the keynote speakers and they're doing an after show party with Paris Hilton DJing. I'm like, this is so not for the people who are trying to make their way through podcasting and and navigate the space and better themselves. It it wasn't educational. It was a show. And I thought, well, maybe we should do something like that in Chicago, something a little more DIY, something a little scrappy or something a little more grassroots. And the first thing I did was see if someone else was already doing it. Cause you don't want to do something that someone else is already doing. Like wh- why bother someone? It, it just didn't make sense. Right. Exactly. And no one really, I think something like this may have existed a few years ago, but nothing like this exists now. So I thought let's do a day of education, community building conversation. Let's help each other and help people new to the form, build up our, our shared knowledge. Let's make this something. And I, I use the cliche when I wrote about this, but it's a business cliche, but it's constantly proving itself to be true. A rising tide lifts all boats. The more people who do this who podcast and the more people who succeed at it, the better we all become and the more successful we all are. So I, as far as I'm concerned, the more people who jump in the pool, awesome. Let's do this. Let's all make each other better. And th- that was the impetus that led to Chicago Podcast Day, May 21st to 2112 on the northwest side of the city, 1030 in the morning until five o'clock that, that evening. Yeah. I mean, and then Paris Hilton's afterwards, right? I mean, I got, I, there's something you got planned, at least for the people that are going to be in it. Cause I'm speaking at this. You are. There's a lot of people that are going to be at this. And I saw the list that you got some, some actual, like, you know, radio folk 
uh, like programmers. And then you've got some podcasters in there. And it's it's everything from like how to start one, if you ever thought of doing it, how to market one, uh, some of the laws behind it, and then how to make a little bit of money doing it. And that's the panel I'll be sitting on. I can't wait to go to some of the other things because I know how I market and I know how I spread the word about my show and I know how I interact with people, but there's always something else you can learn. I always remember when I was a morning radio guy, especially when I was younger, I never had to pay to go to one of those conferences because you get some record label to pay for five people at the radio station. I never paid for it. So I I would, I'd go for free and they were a lot of fun. Otherwise I would have never spent that kind of money. But I learned so much when I was there from older radio guys who would sit there and say, hey, kid, you're doing this wrong. This is an easier way to do it, or this is a better way to do it. So these things have a benefit. Hey, I'll, let me run down some of the panels. And you mentioned some of them. But I, 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 I try to create something that appeals to novices as well as hardened, dyed-in-the-wool, longtime podcasters. There is an intro session, Podcasting 101. Uh, my friend Haima Black, who's been teaching podcasting classes for forever now is leading a one-on-one session, creating a branded podcast. I think we're seeing a lot of this from the biggest businesses to small mom and pops, creating audio expressions of their brick and mortar businesses and they're finding success. So I have Alex Stewart, who's the woman behind Sassy Confetti and Patrick Brower, who is the owner of Challengers Comics, who has an excellent podcast. They're talking about that. You talked about marketing. I have a presentation hosted by Martin Atkins. He is a genius. He, he's written a couple books on how to be a successful musician. He is an expert on how to just roll your sleeves up and be successful marketing yourself. And I think every podcaster could benefit from that. You mentioned podcast law. It is crazy to me, Chris Lanuti of Southside Pod. It is crazy to me how many podcasters just don't understand basic stuff. You mentioned traditional media. No secret, the people who are successful podcasting aren't traditional broadcasters. I think traditional broadcasting has just rolled over and ceded control of this space to amateurs. And that said, I think there are still a lot of good lessons to learn from traditional broadcasting. I think there are a lot of people who do smart things in traditional broadcasting. So I have a panel on what can digital audio learn from traditional media. So Jill Hopkins, who did mornings on Vocalo, uh, Amy Guth, who has worked for years at WGN, does the Cranes Daily Gist podcast for Crane Chicago Business, Todd Gans, who worked for Bonneville, they're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to do social media right. Paid advertisements. I have uh, Eric White, who is the VP of digital for Cumulus. He's a genius on this stuff. He'll be on a panel that also includes everyone's pal, Mike Vanderbilt, best bartender in Chicago, as anointed by the Chicago Reader. I know Mike. He's over there at Rock Island Public House. He's a future guest here on Southside Pod. We've already been talking. I don't know how you get that, but he's actually got it on his business cards now. Yeah, he's great. You know how he became best bartender in Chicago? A, he is, but B, he was aggressive on social media, getting the word out and getting people to campaign for him. He's a genius in the space. Also, Lizzie Baumgartner, who works for Odyssey, who does amazing stuff with podcasting. Then, of course, how the hell do I make money from podcasting? I'm sure you, just like me, get asked that question all the time. Like, okay, but how do you make money? How do you monetize this? And it's kind of like the great white whale for podcasters. And the goal for that, you and Lou Carlozo are going to talk about that, help demystify it. And I think, especially when it comes to your perspective, being able to take it down to the grassroots neighborhood level, like don't aim for stamps.com, aim for Bob's Corner Tap first. I think there's a real smart strategy to build your your network, your, your paid network. And I think you're doing it beautifully. Finally, we're going to talk about audio editing. I think that's the hardest hurdle for people who haven't done radio. 
I have Dan Levy, who's worked for a kajillion radio stations, who's a production guy, and he'll walk through some of his tips and tricks. So I, it, it's it's pretty broad, but I think there's there's something in each panel, each presentation for everyone. That's awesome. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be sitting there in the crowd with a notebook. Me too. Because there's things that you're talking about right now that I'm like, I think I know how to do this, but I'm sure there's something else I can learn from it. And I get a lot of people who listen to this show and the other shows on the network who will come and see me in an event. I was just out at Blue Island Beer Company uh, about a week or so ago at the at Mayfest and, and people came up and not only did they talk about the show, but they're like, I always wanted to do this. And this is it, you're, it, what is it? It's like 20 bucks or something like that. And it's going to be on the 21st of May. I didn't want to charge anything for this. I, I didn't like the, especially, you know, in the context of the podcast movement show, the reason why we're charging money, it's at 2112. It's to cover facility costs. They've got security. They've got people running lights, sound, video. I think they're bringing in some food and beverage. It, it is really just to cover the cost of throwing the event. I'm not making anything off this. I just I, I feel I feel sheepish about charging people for anything. I mean, it also it also includes my appearance fee, right? I mean, you got <laughs> that. You got that email, right? Yeah, I, I got you. I, <laughs> my people will send it back to you. They, they've got it all filled out. We're, That's we're awesome. good. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, if somebody wants to go to this, I believe tickets are on Eventbrite, correct? Correct. Chicago Podcast Day. All right, man. You can hang out with James Van Osdell, a bunch of people that are really in the know. You can learn something about it. If you were ever interested in podcasting, I think this is a must-do thing because you're right, JVO. Anytime that I see something where somebody's having a conference, an event, a meetup, the cost is astronomical. And that's, I think, why people go out and they try to use Google to figure out how to do it. And they find a lot of bad information on how to do what podcasters do. So I think it's a really interesting thing, and I love the fact you're doing it. And anytime you need me for anything, I'm there. Awesome. And you're not going to learn everything on May 21st, but hopefully this will spark ideas and conversation to build on. This is a great place to, to start a conversation. James Van Osdell, you can check out his podcast, Car Con Carne. Uh, I will have him at my bar as long as he puts me in his vehicle, because the last time that I was on your podcast, we couldn't do it because of COVID. So we'll, we'll make that agreement right now. What do you say? Let's make a day of it. We'll, we'll start in my car. Uh, we'll get uh, Rock Island Public House to help us out with some food. Yeah. And then uh, we'll, we'll head over to the basement. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's the Southside Pod. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's the Southside Pod. OMG. OMG. It's the SSP. It's the SSP. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's the Southside Pod. Do you remember when you could get on an like you could get away with anything at an airport and then 9-11 happened, right? So like you could well, just you not could, anything. Well, you could get away with a lot. You, I mean, you never could say like bomb. Okay, no, you couldn't do that. But like you could get a little feisty in the on the airplane because you were drunk and that you didn't end up okay. in handcuffs. You bring right? like a knife. Right. You, you, a exactly. lighter. Bring something sharp. Some people would smoke and tell the right. tell the stewardess like I don't care, and they'd be like, "God, like, shrug, please." Right, and they'd be please. like, "Just rip it out of yeah. your mouth." Now and put they, it out they and now like... they put you in handcuffs and they beat you on camera. Right, right. okay. So the world changed after nine eleven. Sure. Like one yeah. guy, one guy tried to come up with a bomb that he put in his shoe. Yeah, and they take it your shoes off. It didn't work, and I've been taking my shoes off for twenty years. That's the point that I'm making. Yeah, okay. Unless you're like, like TSA pre-checked yeah. for some reason. I don't know how that. Why couldn't the terrorists become TSA pre-checked as well? I don't know. Like, that's what I always find really funny about it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it's it's the same thing as you can wear a mask till you sit down at your table and then take it off. That's what TCA pre-checked. Yeah, <laughs> TSA basically. Pre right, yeah. is the same thing. Right. It's the same logic. It's all terrorism, it's all really, when you think about it. It's all ridiculous. <laughs> but here's the thing. 
I am convinced now that you will never have the same experience at a restaurant. Why? That you had before the pandemic. No menus? No, no, no. Well, that's changed in some places where you got to scan a thing. I ask for a menu every time. Oh, it's annoying. But some of the things that have changed are during the pandemic, like think about this. During the pandemic, we felt terrible for people that worked at restaurants, right? We were ordering food. They were the heroes, right? We were ordering food. And then what we were doing is we were going to pick up food. Now, remember. Yeah, big, give them big tips. These people are out of work. What was yeah. your logic before the pandemic? I would never tip for a Big Mac. If I'm coming and picking it up, why am I tipping you, right? It's true. Right? If I order a pizza and it gets delivered to my house, I tip the driver. If I go pick yeah. it up at the, at the pizza place, I just pick up the pizza. Right. right? That was how you thought. Yeah. But then during the pandemic, what did you start doing? Well, they put it together. Right. And well, think about the people that put it in the bag. And they're not. there's no people <laughs> in there tipping, so we have to make right. up for that. So you started doing it, right? Right. Now it's become something they just expect. Now, if you walk into a place post-pandemic, they still think. Like, I went to a Wendy's you the other day. You know what started, too, is lack of cash. It's that, that iPad thing where they just turn it around. Right. And when they turn it around, that slow turnaround, you know what's next. Do you want to tip 10, 15, or 20? There's no zero button. Yeah, I don't want to Which tip. one do I pick? Why do I have to tip you? Where's the zero button? Here, I just turn the iPad back around like like if someone slides me a little piece of paper, like, how is this office? How is this offer? I just slide <laughs> it back. So they turn that, that iPad around on me, I turn it back around. My wife, when we were dating, worked at a steak and shake. She got treated terribly, and I always tip big. I've always in my life when I go into a at restaurant, steak I tip and big. shake? Yeah. Only? Well, no, everywhere okay. I go, I tip big. Okay, I always feel bad for working people who are waitresses who don't make who don't make a normal that's salary. That's true. That's true because they, they make survive less, on right. their tips. Yeah. I've always been yep. that way. But now post pandemic, tips, 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 tips. Okay, okay, okay. Now post pandemic, I am annoyed by the amount of people who think they deserve a tip when I would never have given them one before the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. I go to the ballpark. I get a hot dog. They they don't take cash anymore. They want ten to fifteen percent. For the hot dog. That's, I'm already paying six bucks right. for that. Stick it up your butt. Right. I'm not, I'm not, no. <laughs> right. No, when is, the hot dog's already $6. You were really good at, at slamming that metal yeah. lid down a couple great, times great to get my attention. Great job putting the meat into the bun. I know they're paying you. He didn't you. even do that. Right. He just accepted it <laughs> right. from the people that did that. Like, here's the thing. The bagging up food. Like, I get it if you order $300 from Buffalo Wild Wings for an event and they had to hire an extra worker or yeah. slow down service in the restaurant. That's going to tip on the tip. pickup. Right. If I come walking I in, I want a ten piece. Right. If I go. walk in, if I'm walking in for a ten piece to go or picking up a pizza, that's the same as if I got a fillet of fish at McDonald's. I'm right. not tipping them, and I'm not tipping you. And it's ridiculous. Right. But they think I should. I went to a Wendy's the other day, and I gave the girl cash at the drive-through. Yeah. All I wanted was a four-piece nugget. I was hungry. I hadn't eaten yeah. all day. I didn't want to eat a lot of crappy fast food. Sure. But I was on my way someplace, yeah. and I was going to a brewery to do an interview for the show. Quick four and piece. I was like, I got to put a couple of a couple of nuggets in my stomach right. so you I gotta, don't die. Soak up right? with the nuggets. That's what I want. So I go get it. I give her a five-dollar bill for a one-dollar nugget. She gives me the bag back, and she goes, "Do you want your change?" I said, "Yeah." Today what? I'll be ta- today I'll be taking change. Today I'll be taking my four dollars. What is going on? Do you want your change at a Wendy's? Do you want your change? Yeah. <laughs> I want you to change your damn attitude and give me my change. Like, give me my $4. Do you want your ch- Yes, I want my change. What was she going to do with it? I Keep it, I guess. It was a tip. At Wendy's? Yes. Did you see this now? You see service charge on some of your tabs? Yeah. They're charging you 
the fee for the credit card company. Yes. That used to be something. Now right. think about this. 1%, whatever you want to call it. This is my point well, exactly. you find that gas is cheaper sometimes if you pay cash. No, but this is my Same point. Thing. This is my point exactly. 10 years ago, if you called a credit card company and you told them that the business was charging a fee, they would pull the credit card machine out of the business. Well, that's when they used to slide them and stuff. No, but they, would tell, they wouldn't even allow them to run the credit card because in their agreement, it tells them they can't do that. Yeah. During the pandemic, they waived penalizing the restaurants for doing it. And now it's forever. And now it's forever. So now I'm paying the credit card fee for them. They have the convenience to run credit cards. The other day, somebody brought me, gave me a bill at a bar. And then some of them won't accept cash because well, it's that, too dirty. No, no, no. But here, somebody gave so me a bill. Me. Somebody gave me a bill at a bar, at a bar, and I pulled out my money clip. And as soon as I pulled out my money clip, she goes, are you paying with cash? She goes, I go, yeah. She goes, well, then it's this. And it was less money. I'm like, what am I, a gas station in the middle of, of Indiana? Are you, ki- are you kidding me? This is how I live now? You know, and this is, I'm telling you. Massive tragedy like 9-11 changed air travel forever. Yep. The pandemic has changed my restaurant experience forever. And I'm sorry. I'm going to be the old guy that everybody thinks is a jerk because I won't tip over 20%. And I'm not giving you, I'm not get, letting you keep the change at the Wendy's. Right. I'm not doing that. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> okay. Right now, there's somebody listening to this podcast you going, he's change? a jerk. Right now, somebody's listening to this podcast. They're like, he's a jerk because he won't give change at the Wendy's. I work at a Wendy's. Work yeah. at a restaurant and bring it to the table and I'll give you a tip. I'll give you 20% for crying out loud. Somewhere Wendy is crying. <laughs> Thank you for listening to see what's happening on the Southside Pod. On the Southside Pod. Join us again and be sure to tell a friend about the Southside Pod. About the Southside Pod. All things about the neighborhood we live in all things about the places that we go it's the best side of chicago the south side pond remember when the commercial the wendy's commercials when we were, uh, dave thomas dave like, thomas when we wendy's commercials yeah um and then they they brought out dave thomas's daughter who was like a bigger girl right and like People didn't respond positively to so that. So they replaced his they daughter. They replaced her with like a skinny Wendy. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah, it's messed up that Dave allowed that to happen. Right. Okay. I think that, they did it after he died. Yeah, that's the thing. Because it would have been messed up if Dave was alive and they're like, your daughter's not trending well enough. Right. Her Q rating is not high right. enough. That's what it a, used to we, be we back then. We need skinny Wendy. We need a... We, we brought Can, in this... Do you have any other daughter? <laughs> we brought in this other girl here. She's not your daughter. She's going to wear a low-cut top to show off her boobs. We're going to call her Wendy. And we dyed her hair red. Right. And, and we're gonna call she's going to sit on your lap. She's you okay going to call you dad. <laughs> Maybe daddy. I'm not sure. But all we know is 15 years from now, your employees will be asking for tips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>